get it going. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Cigar Guys podcast. We are here in a different setting today. We are on, we are in Cigars on the Ave, which is a cigar lounge in Winter Park, Florida. And with me is Richard, who is one of the managers here at Cigars on the Ave. We also have, of course, Mark Nikolai and Jerry Burrows, as always, and myself, Alexander Gonzalez, executive producer of the Cigar Guys podcast. But we are here. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, this beautiful cigar lounge, uh, some of the history behind it, and then we'll dive into some other topics here. But thanks for having us, Richard. It's a pleasure having you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the history of cigars on the Ave. I know that they've been open for a while. Just give us a little rundown of where they started. So we used to be about half a mile away over on Park Avenue uh, in a smaller shop about 800 square feet. Um, it was previously owned for, from my knowledge, about five years before the owner, now Don, purchased the store. Um, then it's been in Don's hands for 25 years. Uh, he's been in the tobacco world for just as long, if not a little longer. Um, just within 2021, which is when we opened up here in October 1st, 2021, um, Don decided to go from an 800 square foot to, I believe now we're in 2600. We got a full liquor license, full bar. Um, the humidor that you see kind of behind us right now is actually about the same size as the store we were previously in. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely a big upgrade, and the humidor is huge, yeah. absolutely huge. And we'll, you'll see some clips of that here as well. But yeah. real quick, too, we're going to go over what we're smoking. So, Jared, I'll go ahead and start with you. What do you got? You know I like the Lagora Cubana today. This is my first time ever having Lagora Cubana TAA 2023 so far. First few puffs, very good. I really like it. Well, you, Mark. Yeah, I got the Casa 1910. Shout out to them. Great people. Can't go uh, wrong. Lucero. This is actually the only one I haven't smoked yet. So Okay. Great what about smoke. the White Band? Have you had that one yet? Okay. Nope. That's who I haven't <laughs> smoked. <laughs> of the uh, first few, yeah, you would be correct. Uh, what are you smoking, Richard? Uh, today, I'm going with a tried and true 1926 Padron 40th. Um, Padron's one of my favorite brands, so I decided you guys are coming in. Let's... Get a little treat for the show as well as for myself. Absolutely. Jared used to be I a love Padron. If you told me you were going to get one, I bought that one. I'll buy it after the show. So. We'll, we'll smoke them after. <laughs> All right. Sounds good to me. And then I'm actually smoking uh, the Cigars on the Ave House Blend, mm-hmm. which um, I know nothing about. And from what I've heard, there's not too much knowledge on there, it. There's not. So um, what we do is Winter Park usually does an art festival around March. And Don does his best to get a blend and size together that he changes up each year. Um, Last year was a Toro with the closed foot. Um, Anytime I ask questions, he decides to just go, you're asking too many. He just turns me away. So the blends are always not disclosed, but they're always a great smoke. Right. So we know this is a Salamone. At least we know that much. We know that. Uh, It's a lighter wrapper, so you can assume it's probably a Connecticut of some sorts. Um, I would say so far it might be medium body, maybe a little mild medium. But it is a good smoke so far. I'm enjoying the flavor profile on it. But um, the nose is great. The note, yeah, absolutely. It is a great cigar. So, Richard, real quick, how did you get started in the cigar industry? What's your story? So, I started in the cigar industry. I actually just started smoking cigars um, when I was working at a furniture company. Uh, I managed at that company for years. Started smoking a lot, and then at a local shop that I was near, a staff member invited me to put an application in. 
Um, I worked at that store part time and then realized I love cigars and the industry itself. Um, so that became my career for four years and then slowly developed more and more. As you guys know, it's the more you smoke, the more you learn, you learn the aspects of the people around you. And then later on, I talked with Don and got pulled into here. So I'm about been in the industry about six, seven years. Okay. Yeah. So you were in the old lounge then too. So you yeah. saw the old and now the new. Exactly. So I started over there at the old shop for a few months. Um, actually within the first month, Don went to PCA, which was IPCPR when I joined on. Okay. Um, and within a month of that, he was like, yep, you get to watch the shop by yourself. <laughs> and I went, all right, let's see how this works. That's the best way to learn though. Yep. Have you gone to PCA yourself? Not yet. In due right, time. Cool. Nice. Due time. And you said you guys opened up here in 2021. Yeah. So that was a rough year for like every business. So that's been a little scary for you guys. It was um, at the beginning. It was a little rocky, not in business wise, but we were going, are we going to be good? Because over on Park Ave, you knew your clientele and customers coming in. Great customers. We still have a bunch of them that come in on the daily. But um, it, it was a little rocky until a few months in and we're like, you know, we got this. Um, we're still curing the bar to this day, making sure what's moving, what's not moving. Um, just to keep it lively for customers and staff itself. Nice. Was there a bar at the old one? There was not. No, we were just uh, straight tobacco and from there. Nice. Uh, did you have? A, I think you had a drink. Uh, what is your drink of choice usually when you smoke a cigar? It, it depends on my mood. Um, there are times where I'll just drink straight bourbon. Um, if I'm sitting at home, I'll have a French Connection, which is fifty parts. It's half uh, cognac and then half Grand Marnier, so you okay. get that little sweetness to go with it. Um, right now, I'm right now I'm actually drinking a uh, Bacta Armagnac Old Fashion. Very so, nice, very yeah. nice. So, besides Padron, what are like some of the what are, what are two other cigars that you usually smoke? Uh, what are your go tos? Because Padron's kind of up there. So, what's something that's a little more middle of the road? So, I'm a I'm a big fan, and I don't know the true story behind it. Um, but I love the blend on the AJ Fernandez collaboration with H. Upman. Um, just because the body it gives, the spice, the aroma it puts off. That's one of my favorites and goes to or go to. Is that the Maduro one or is that the, the one, the lighter wrapper? The uh, lighter wrapper. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good one. I think Mark really yeah, enjoyed that one. Yeah, I've had that one. That was a good one. Hmm. So That's a uh, light blue band, correct? Yes, yeah, the yeah, light yeah, blue yeah. band. So that, that for my kind of everyday smoke, um, Padrones tend to be my top higher echelon for the cigars for me. And then that in-between road, I'll hit everything from Espinosa, Bandoleros, kind of on that range. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Tend to be a medium to full smoker. And two, uh, I noticed Mark and I, last time we were here, uh, you were actually sitting at the table and you were uh, hand-rolling your ah. own cigars. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. So uh, in the industry, is the same way as we said, you smoke, you drink, you learn the industry yourself. Um, something that I took on myself was I want to know how cigars are rolled. Because if someone goes, well, I have a plugged issue or the tunnels or canoes, I wanted to know what could be the reason other than a guy got tired one day or got angry and put too much tobacco in. So it's a little hobby I picked up. Um, I don't have a brand in mind in the future, but I, I'll get tobacco from a wholesaler and just practice rolling. Okay, yeah. And then you basically try different blends. Yeah. See how that goes. Exactly. Okay. I, it's for if I eventually do get into the industry and want to have a blend out there, it's my um what's the uh what's the term it's my initiation trying to learn the tobacco right absolutely. before i go into that yeah very nice yeah. 
What did, did you, you uh, go ahead? Go ahead. Oh, did, yeah. We mentioned Padrones earlier. What was your first cigar? Or oh, was Padron your first cigar? No. Um, my first cigar was me and my two buddies. We all turned 18 within a few weeks of each other. Um, we shared a diamond crown. I want to say number five, either four or five, but we shared a diamond crown natural number five. And do you still smoke those today? Every so often. Um, I've moved from the base Diamond Crown Naturals into the Maximus. I'm more of a fan of those just because the spice you get off of them. Um, but if I do want a nice light smoke, I do go into the natural Diamond Crowns. Okay. Is there any cigar that you used to smoke back in the day like a lot and now you just try to smoke and you just don't like it at all? That don't like it? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that because uh, <laughs> one, one, everyone's palates change over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it also depends on my mood and what I'm smoking or, or I mean, drinking prior. Um, I haven't really found a cigar that I haven't been able to go back to to enjoy. Okay, yeah. Um, how, how do you so. feel about like uh, spicier cigars? Like one of my first cigars I smoked ever was a Monte Cristo, like okay. in New York. And it's okay. a little bit spicier in the beginning. How do you feel about spicier cigars? I, I'm a big fan of them. Um, when I think spicy, I think uh, like warped corto. Like it's a little pepper bomb, has some heat to it. I'm a big fan of Tatawahe. We have a small selection here, but going through those uh aroma craft does pretty well with their like bodies like the neanderthals and such so I, i'm a big fan of spicier cigars okay um and that's as i said palettes are different because when i say spicy it may be different than what you get yeah both of those brands uh Tatsuahe and roma craft are very good brands mm -hmm. and uh, so you say you have a small selection of Tatsuahe, but they have so many yes different yes. lines a bunch of cigars i mean depending on the shop you go to they might have an entire shelf just yes. dedicated to their stuff. I know that Mark is a big Tatsuahe guy. Yeah, I mean, I love Tatsuahe. They just have so much to pick from. So, you know, a lot of times just go in there and pick a random one, mm -hmm. pick it up. Uh, so there's a few lounges where we notice like, it's easier for us to find Tatsuahe's that have been aged for mm -hmm. a few years. Do you guys have that same like ordeal going on? At the moment, no, uh, Tatawahe is a newer brand for us. And not that there was anything bad with it. We just needed to find space to actually bring them in. Um, there are a few brands that are like hidden gems or cigars specifically from brands that are hidden gems. Um, we haven't seen that specifically with Tatuaje or some brands of the Fuller, <clears throat> but I will say you'll go into shops, as you said, and find Tatuaje that haven't been touched. Um, and that's mainly because a lot of stigma goes behind, oh, it's a Fuller body. It's, you're not going to be ready for it. Uh, same way as I'll put people onto La Flor Dominicana great brand but lafleur is known for the top tier of like their full-bodied cigars right absolutely i remember that uh i think probably the first year i started smoking cigars i was with a group of people and uh one of the kids had a dad there and he was smoking lafleur dominicana and he gave me a uh, triple lajero mm -hmm. myself and another friend of mine and we're smoking we're having a good time and then like maybe like three quarters of the way through or maybe two-thirds of the way through it hit i just <laughs> Yeah, I sit there and I look over at my buddy and he's also the same thing. He's kind of like, so shortly after that, we're like, hey, I think I got to go home and do something or another. But that it hit me, just like you said, it hit me like a brick all of a sudden. So La Florida Minicana, yeah, they've got a lot of heavy hitters. So if you like full body, really heavy cigars, mm -hmm. La Florida Minicana is definitely the brand to go to for that. And they, they're, they're very well rounded in the form of they also have not lower tier in the idea of quality, but lower tier in the intensity like the new cigar, the Solis, that came out. Uh, Lito Jr., 
that is one of my now coming up favorites as a medium bodied cigar, okay, just because yeah. how it's been flavored, how the flavor tones I get out of it. And then if you want mild, like the Reserva Special, which they say is very similar to the Bowl on Blend, fantastic cigar for a mild, mild to medium. And you guys have um, a special cigar that not a lot of people know about, but uh, it's an Andalusian Bowl. Yeah. But there's something really special about that. Can you talk a little bit about that one? Definitely. So um, La Flor Dominicana, within the past year, did a worldwide auction for seven NFTs. And that's an odd topic for a lot of people. But within this NFT, gave the owners a contract with La Flor Dominicana to each month have the ability to purchase five boxes of 14. Um, they're a Lawndale, Lonsdale size. Uh, we initially bought number seven during the auction. So we're known as lucky, lucky number seven. Uh, we decided to do a purveyor program, which means we're going from La Flor Dominicana to us to a few select shops that we work with throughout the United States. Most of them right now are in the Northeast. We're actually going to have a few other purveyors popping up that you guys will be able to see. Uh, you can go onto the Golden Purveyors website and see who all the purveyors are. But we were able to buy one. We got our hands on a second one out of only seven in the world. And there's one other person that owns two. So out of seven entities, we're the only one in the Southeast United States. What's the retail on that one cigar? That would be $200 a stick. Big um, baller. triple authenticated. That's NFC, QR code. We check the boxes when they come in, tag them up, and either keep them here or ship them out to the purveyors. Yeah, definitely look that up uh, just to see this whole display. I mean, the Angelesian Bull, number seven, lucky number seven. It is a very interesting cigar. It's got a gold leaf wrapped around it. So and you, you smoked that leaf, correct? No. Uh, so on those, I wouldn't um, mainly. People for, do, though. They do. <laughs> um, I will say that's not gold leaf such as like the Daniel Marshall. Right. Um, but that there is more so when the what they call the golden for legal reasons. So we have to call it the golden um, came out. There were already photos of people being like, oh, I got some. I got some. So they had to put other ways of authenticating that cigar being what it was yeah. because the limited quantity behind it. Each NFT gets, I believe, 840 sticks a year if they make each month. Okay, that's, yeah. that's quite hefty. What were you gonna say? Yeah, so I wonder if you did smoke it with the gold on it, if that would change the flavor of the cigar. Um, you would probably get uh, like a weird foily plastic. I, I would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, there was another shop around and someone was saying, they're telling me about these cigars, like, oh, it's the Andalusian Bowl, uh, it's $200. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Because that's like a you know yeah. retail $15 stick, I think. But, um, and he's like, yeah, it's gold, uh, gold, gold on it and you smoke it. And I was like, oh, okay. But that's funny. Now you say yeah. it's not meant to be. And I, I would uh, have to say for health reasons, I would not smoke the gold on it. Right, right. Now, so, the, some as, of those cigars yes. are meant to be smoked like as that. As I said, like uh, the Daniel Marshall that has the all gold on it, that is meant to be smoked with the gold on it. This guy, pop her off, smoke it. You're good. Um, actually, do you happen to have that little yellow book that was on the table earlier? I think I moved it. We're no worries. Oh, yeah. Um, so here at the shop with that cigar, what we decided to do because that $200 price was we decided to make a cocktail menu that goes with it. And, uh, on top of our standard menu, which is going to be in our little brown book, well, little brown book, uh, we decided to make the 
Andalusian Bowl, the Golden menu. Uh, we partnered with a few different people, such as Bakta, Bufa Bitters, and it has the story on the inside here uh, about the cigar and the NFT itself. And then our little uh, cocktail setups, if you guys want to check that out later, I'll pass it around. Absolutely, but yeah. It, uh, we decided if you don't want to smoke the bowl right away, have a drink that's meant to go with it, <laughs> as well as have a few drinks. Maybe you'll consider it then. Exactly. <laughs> I'll just set that there. You don't yeah, have absolutely. to go from there. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. When you do purchase a box, you get a, like one of the NFTs or a share of the NFT? No. So um, because of how LaFleur did it, they minted only seven. Um, the oh, NFT, okay. and actually that's something we're trying to back away from, is the idea of when we say the NFT golden, people think, oh, I'll buy it and I'll get an NFT. So they're getting stock in it. Uh, the NFT was just the contract that was up for auction. So they just did it with NFT technology so that you're able to go and track who owned it prior from the very first. Uh, so are those others now sold? Are those they're NFTs all sold? sold? Yeah. Oh, okay. They did, uh, it was a, I believe a seven week span that they did where they auctioned one off and then back to back kept going through. So, yeah. All right, I guess we're, I'm really late, but that's really cool concept. Yeah. <laughs> good. And it, sorry, it's, one of the, it's always a very confusing concept when they put it out there and you see NFTs where people are like, oh, I'll just buy like a fraction of this or that. So it's just for the contract. So if we decided to sell an NFT, we wouldn't have access to it anymore. But the person that bought it from us could go to LaFleur and start picking up the cigars from where we left off. So to this day with the NFT, how does the NFC work? How do they track it? They scan the box? They so, bought it in? On it, we have... Or the wrapper or something. On the bottom of the box, everything we have is a... It comes in cellophane and everything. Once it steps in the door, I open a box. Um, we send in a NFC code. So you could take your iPhone, you could take your Android cool. to an NFC reader, tap it, and it'll take you immediately to its pedigree in a way. So it'll tell you the lineage of where it came from, where it started, and go from there. And the QR code takes you to the golden purveyor site and such. That's so a there's idea. a authentication the moment it steps in my door to whoever purchases. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say you're definitely the guy to ask the questions about that yeah. one. Yeah, I was like super interested. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I can't buy it. <laughs> you can buy the cigar though. You That's can. true. Yeah, yeah. Can. yeah. How's uh, the La Gloria Cubana so far? Getting better? Same. It's okay. Um, the Esteli. I probably like a little bit better, but so far it's okay. The taste is really good. The draw isn't as, as good as the Estelle and the, and the Classico, or the Classic. But so far, I'm not even halfway through yet, so. That's true, yeah, a lot can change. I'm enjoying this uh, this house cigar very much, and this is actually my third cigar today, so. <laughs> I, you can still taste it. I can, yeah, I had a little coffee, you know, cleanse the palate a little bit. I do enjoy it, yeah. Uh, Salamone is um, not one of my go-to sizes, but I do enjoy uh, smoking a good Salamone every once in a while. Uh, they have some crazy ones, of course, like the Davidoff Royale that you sure. can purchase. You guys actually are a uh, Davidoff we are. retailer, correct? We are. We are a white label account. Um, we have everything from your base little cigarillos from Davidoff all the way up to a few Oro Blancos in the case. So you're looking at the entry fee all the way up to the Rolls Royce of their brand. I was going to say and the, uh, the Oro is even pricier. Yes. than the Andalusian Bull. That is true. Uh, it was a $500 cigar, and recently with uh, a lot of the cigar retailers raising prices, uh, it's actually bumped that up to now into the 600s for the uh, Davidoff Dang. Royal. Yeah. Mr. Or, Shot, or guys, we got, we got to spend an extra $100 now. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, actually you and I were having a conversation um, a little while back about, uh, you know, the increase of prices overall. Of course, um, most of the companies had to increase prices. Agreed. And I mean, Davidoff is one of those brands that's like everyone's insane. Everyone's trying to keep up with the world market because uh, the U.S. was always in that odd spot where it was everyone else prices were odd. And then U.S. was like, I want to say, what, 20, 30 percent, not cheaper, but how right. that was 30 percent. So everything kind of jumped up with that yeah, when yeah. they were like, hey, let's make it across the board. Because so. I swear we were smoking uh, the late hours, uh, twenty dollars, yep. pretty much. That that was how it was. And then one day we walked in and we're like twenty seven. <laughs> Where a did this big come jump. from? Yeah, yeah that, that, huge that's jump. Big. Mark was sad about that. Yeah, that was a big jump, man. I used to smoke that cigar uh, quite frequently. Like mm. honestly, anytime I went to the Scar Lounge past ten, I would grab that cigar because <laughs> you know, <laughs> late hour, I'm here late. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then I saw twenty seven dollars. I was like, whoa, that's a, that's a big price jump, you know. It's not like ten percent or anything, you know. It's no, it's it's up, it's, <laughs> it's up there. But no, and and the great thing is, um, you can always find replacements. You can go back to that blend if you still love the late hour. Um, I never try talking people off of a price in the form of it. The late hour is sitting at twenty seven. All right, use that as a treat cigar now. Right. Don't right. forget that cigar. Come back since you enjoy it. But you can always go into like AJ's Ramon Alones. Um, you can go into. Aventuras, the King's Gold. There's a, there's a lot that's similar, but then going back and realizing there's, they're all quality, but stepping into I want to treat myself. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and there's like you said, plenty of options like that fit anyone's budget. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you don't have to be spending twenty plus dollars on a cigar. You could find a great cigar for ten dollars and less. Yeah. And we talk about that all the time in the podcast. There's plenty of like a Toro Fuente, for example, great. huge range all the way from three to you know when you step up into opus and such exactly exactly so i mean there's something for everyone i I, you know we don't want people to feel left out because you know maybe we're posting a cigar that's 20 30 dollars we also try to make sure we include the budget sticks exactly and and people love especially people that have been smoking cigars for so long it's like hey i gotta find some good budget sticks if i want to smoke all the time i I need to have my mowing the lawn cigars right exactly that's what my neighbor keeps saying he says oh my lawn (laughs) sticks yep that was the first time I heard that turn. I was like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it's a great way to mulch your lawn. As if it's bad, you throw it <laughs> over your shoulder, hit it with the lawnmower, and it fertilizes right there. Yeah. Technically, it wouldn't be littering because it's natural. It's not a cigarette. It's not manufactured. It, technically. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, actually, I remember a story someone told me is they got a ticket from a cop one day because he was on his boat smoking a cigar, and he threw it in the water, but it didn't have a band or anything. Uh, and he took it to court, and the judge, his defense was, there was no litter. It's all leaf. Mm-hmm. And the judge basically went, I don't know why you got a ticket for this and kind of threw it out. He's like, no. Nah. It's probably because the judge smokes cigars, too. That could have been that, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, we know. Yeah, but I mean, if you... A little wink here and there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what's the difference with throwing, like, a, you know, some green leaf in the water? Like, it happens. I mean... Exactly. It's nature, man. But no, that... we're, not, we're not advising litter. No, we're not. Of course it. not. We're not no, advising not litter. No. But that and that's a lot. Of, uh, there's actually been a lot of discussion um, in our comments recently about the difference between like cigarettes and cigars, for example, because mm. uh, a lot of people will assume, well, you know, oh, it's just a giant cigarette. And realistically, there's a lot of differences between sure. the two. Uh, I mean, what's the one ingredient 
your cigars, straight tobacco. straight tobacco. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. And if you, especially when you look at U.S. cigarettes, I mean, you could look up the ingredients list of thousands of chemicals and what you know anything that they put in there. Like, how yeah. are they preserving the tobacco and the uh, cigarettes? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, they want to make it more addictive. Yes. I mean, I know plenty of uh, cigar smokers that go on and off all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I haven't smoked in two months. Like, you know, it's fine. So I, I think there's a huge difference in that. Agreed. I, I can say I've, uh, I'm happy that I smoked cigarettes for a year and was able to quit. Took a year hiatus and then I found cigars to go. <laughs> well, I can relax and you gotta have, not worry You got to have a vice. It. You got to have a vice. Yeah. I think this is what we chose. Well, actually, smoking cigars is like a great segue to get away from uh, smoking cigarettes. I can agree. I can agree. Yeah. And vapes and everything else. Yeah. can agree. Yeah. And the thing about cigars, you know, you got one stick, you smoke it, and you're done. Yeah. You know, cigarettes, people, a lot of times people, uh, they just smoke them all day long. Yeah, I'm a pack-a-day kind of guy. Yeah, yeah you, look, you look like a pack-a-day kind of guy. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> oh, man. But, all right, so give me an update on uh, this Casa 1910. Yeah, I like it, man. It's a little more full body than the yellow band. Uh, not too much spice or anything. I'm really appreciating it. Good, good deal. How's your uh, how's your Padron doing? <laughs> I can only guess, right? <laughs> um, I, I I can't say anything bad bad about Padron. I can never either. So. You, you really can't. Uh, the consistency, the quality, the flavor's always there. Um, my hands when before you guys walked in was a Padron ninety and the red tube, so the Love Maduro one, yeah. or the forty, and I went, which one do I actually go for? Um, because the ninety is actually one of my favorite Padrones. Um, I would agree. Yeah. Whether it be the natural, because that's something I can actually smoke in the morning before breakfast, surprisingly for the body it has. Um, but the Maduro would have kicked my uh, butt because I don't know if I can say anything other than that. Um, now you're fine. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it would kick my butt uh, just from the flavor and intensity I get off of that. But it, it's well-rounded, a lot of cocoa on it, uh, that leather pepper. Usually how I describe Padron is like a well-cooked steak. Oh, yeah. Just so to sum that up, uh, a Padron for breakfast, this is like the post Padron <laughs> for lunch. Yeah, right? I, I mean, this would be a any day. Um, so the Padron 40th is actually one of Don's favorite cigars. Uh, if I don't see a Padron 40 in his hands at least once in a day, I know something's wrong. Something's wrong. Um, so it's sometimes I'll just that's how you keep one. The, that's how it used to be the Jared. Uh, it, always, it always blows back. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, serious. This guy only smoked Padron, and then we were like, listen, man, if you're going to be. I like the uh, Padron 1926s. I used They're to great. smoke that like exclusively all the time. Yeah. It, the great I think, blend. I think Alex mentioned this earlier, but uh, for $25, it's great smoke, but there's other things I could buy yeah. just as good. I could buy like three, like two of these for, you know, instead of just one Padron 1926 or 64. That's true. All the time. Very true. And it's always nice to change it up, you know. Agreed. And that's um, a lot of people ask what my favorite cigar is. And usually my answer is because how my palate changes or my mood changes. Changes by the week. Now, there have been months where I've gone a month straight where it's just everything from thousand series and up from Padron. Um, But then there's times where a week I'll smoke maybe one Davidoff and go, I'm in a Davidoff mood. And then I'll jump into AJ, I'll jump into uh, Ferry Otega, I'll bounce around. But sometimes one brand will kick me for a good month or two of just smoking that. Yeah, that's funny because um, I always say, like, people ask us in our comments all the time, like, uh, what's your guys' favorite uh, cigar to smoke? And uh, I like when people ask it or, like, every, like, month or two months because it always changes. Yep. Like, 
because sometimes you smoke one for a long time and then you're like, like, all right, let me try something else. And then, you, you know, you get hooked on it. So, now, I will say I, I've known guys and I've had regulars that they've smoked only one cigar and that's been their cigar for 20 years. Uh, it's been at this shop. It's been at the old shop where I used to work. Um, there are some guys that are diehard. Like I know a guy that smoked the Hemingway Classic and that's his one cigar. He will not. He'll touch other stuff and be like, it's not a Hemingway Classic, though. Yeah. I'll go, hey, that's your palate. And that's not a bad thing. That's what you enjoy. Yeah, so. that's like uh, Rocky Patel fans. Yep. Once they start smoking, <laughs> they can't let them go, man. <laughs> Great especially, if they, especially if they started on it, it's like they're hooked. That's it. Great cigars. And especially Rocky, um, that man is a worker. He is a workhorse when it comes to his brand. Absolutely, yeah. He's always out there, man. Yes. Yeah. Have you had him? You've had him here before, right? We did. Um, I want to say a few months ago, we had a Rocky Patel event. It was nice sitting with him and Don. Uh, we talked about the industry after. Rocky's also a very personable guy. The moment he came in with the 28 seats we have here, you guys can't see him on the camera, but um, there's a bunch of seats around. Rocky went to basically every single person and was introducing himself, talking about the brand and making sure that they knew, thank you for coming. Mm -hmm. Thank you for enjoying my cigar. That's how you got to do it, man. Especially when, you know, when we're talking about the basis cigar, our cigar brand, uh, we have to make sure that we go to every single person and talk to them. Because what we've realized, too, is a lot of people, and that's with us personally, too, is if the owner or the blender approaches you, has a conversation with you, it adds a little bit of sentimental value to that cigar, as opposed to just seeing it on the shelf and being like, oh, you know, what is a cigar? It's another brand that I see a band to. Exactly. So it has that, it brings that personal connection to the brand. I mean, we've met plenty of um, either owners or blenders that have sat down and talked with us and, you know, basically become friends with. And it's like, okay, now we get to enjoy that cigar and that brand a little bit more. Agreed. Just knowing the knowledge of, you know, the people behind it, so to say. Very true. Very true. Yeah. 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 Like this, like, uh, for example, the Casa 1910, I got a lot of heat for putting in my top five favorite uh, cigars. <laughs> but one of the reasons was, I mean, I do really like the cigar, but I also met the owner and a uh, super nice guy. We're friends with him now. Very knowledgeable. Yeah, he's very knowledgeable about cigars, tequila, everything. So it just adds like that sentimental value. Like, all right, I buy the cigar, I'm supporting him. I like the guy, I like his cigar. True. Absolutely, yeah. That's why I went to Giovanni's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the owners. But uh, Zach is here with us too somewhere. Uh, I think he's smoking a cigar. I don't know what he's smoking, but uh, what do you got, buddy? Tabernacle. Ooh. Also a great cigar that we always talk about. Foundation's a great brand as well. But, yeah, I mean, hey, we're going to wrap it up here. We're getting to that time. But I appreciate you for having us here. Shout out to Don for letting us do an episode here at the Great Cigars on the Ave. So if you're in the Winter Park area, uh, you know, Orlando, Florida, make sure to check these guys out. They've got a great, beautiful lounge. We'll put some clips over here for you guys to see. Great bar selection. A lot of whiskey, actually. Of great stuff. Cheap, expensive a bunch of options but yeah thank you again for sitting down with us and talking to us we're gonna hang out a little bit yeah, thanks so much yeah, yeah. you guys are yeah. always welcome uh as i said we'll move the chairs back to how we need them to be whenever yeah, don't you guys show up don't come here and move the chairs guys i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna get a citation but no you, again. you'll see my face and it'll be <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna wrap it up here thanks for tuning in guys make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes go to our link tree as well you can find our other social medias on there. We'll be posting some more clips of cigars on the app for you guys to see. But thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank see you, guys. See you later. Have a good one, guys.